Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. If this is your first time in a North Park online experience, I am Pastor Anthony, and it is such an honor for you to join us today. And it is really good to be back with my North Park family. Um, as you know, this has been a very difficult season for our family as it's been just a little over a month since uh, my wife Marianne went home to be with Jesus. And today, if we want to talk about the elephant in the room, this is the first time that I've spoken since that happened. And I can't even begin to tell you how much I've dreaded this moment. I wish I could stand here today and tell you that I am so excited to be standing in front of you today sharing God's Word. I wish I could tell you all the wonderful things that God's teaching me through this experience um, and how sweet it has all been despite the pain and experience. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not there yet. Um, I spent a lot of time trying to come up with the right words to say to you today and start a new series about the new year and new experiences and all of those things. But I'm just going to be real with you and I'm just going to share my heart. Um, since we started North Park Church, which is almost 14 years ago, we've always said if we're going to do anything, we're going to be real and we're going to be honest and we're going to talk about the difficult things. And so for me to do anything other than that today is to really try to pull the wool over your eyes and um, make it all sound better than it is. And the reality is I'm just not going to do that. I love you too much. And so I just want to share my heart. Um, normally I, I put together a very polished outline and try to have everything laid out and together. Um, if you could see what's in front of me, it's literally six pages of handwritten notes and some scriptures. And it is in no way a polished outline. Just some thoughts and some things that I'm dealing with. I keep getting this question over and over, like every day. How are you doing? And then when I say, well, we're good, you know, we're okay. Day by day, walking with Jesus, you know, one day at a time, sweet Jesus. Um, I get the next question with, how are you really doing? And so I'm going to tell you how I'm really doing. Um, grief is hard and it's difficult. Um, I don't really want to read my Bible right now. I don't really have the words to pray. Um, the only thing that I really find strength in is when I turn on some worship music and I just kind of stand in silence or sit in silence and, and let God speak in that silence. Um, and, and I know that may seem weird to hear your pastor say, not really enjoy reading the Bible right now, or I'm not like staying on my face all the time praying, but that's the reality of where I am. So if you want to pray for me, that's one way you can pray for me, because right now, um, emotionally and spiritually, like the bank is kind of low, right? And so I really do need God to just fill me up. Um, but doing those things that we know to do are often difficult when we're in our lowest moments. Uh, if we're honest, um, we are all in areas of our life where we have never been before. Um, one thing that I'm learning about grief is that it comes in a few different ways. Um, I've experienced what you might consider a flood of grief where it just kind of rises and you just kind of sit in it for a while. Um, but more than that, I think what me and our kids have experienced are waves of grief. Uh, you can see it coming. It just comes 
and just kind of washes over you and you kind of deal with it in that moment and you stand up and you just keep going because you know that's what you got to do. One thing Marianne really impressed upon our kids and, and really modeled for us as a family and for, for all of those who love her um, is that you go through difficult times um, and you deal with your emotions. They are emotional and you deal with the emotions, but you process emotions quickly. You stand up, you dust yourself off and you take the next step forward and you do what needs to be done. If, if I'm honest, that's the only reason I'm standing in front of you today, right? I'm taking the next step because I know it's what's supposed to be done. And we have to learn to do difficult things well. And so I'm trying my best as your pastor to be that example to you today, to process emotions, to stand up, dust yourself off and take the next step forward because you know it's the right thing to do. It is certainly not the easy thing to do. And here's another thing that I've learned is what I'm experiencing and what I've just described to you is exactly what so many of you are feeling right now. And it's not because you lost your spouse. It's not because you lost a parent. It's not because you lost a loved one. You've got your own stuff that you're dealing with. And so as a result of your pain and your issues, you're dealing with grief that looks exactly like what I just described to you. Like what causes our stuff, what, what, what causes us to find ourselves in these moments of life. Oh, it's an endless list. Like we all have our stuff and, and you fill in the blank what it is that you're facing today. It's going to be different. Your story is very different. But one thing that I'm learning that we all have in common is the depth of pain and grief. And it looks so similar uh, from person to person. I was talking with a friend just this week and as I was describing some things that I was feeling, he said, Anthony, I don't mean to compare my situation with yours, but you just described me exactly. Like I feel exactly the way you do, but the reason for my pain and the reason for my grief is so different. So I guess today I'm talking out of my pain, recognizing that you are going through a lot of the same emotions that I'm going through. Maybe you don't want to read your Bible right now. Maybe you're finding it difficult to find the words to pray. Maybe you're finding it difficult to reach out and make an investment in somebody's life because right now you're staring your problem and your pain in the face and, and it's debilitating to you and you don't know what to do next. So here's what I would say. Take the next step. Do what you know is right and do it regardless of how difficult that it really may be. I mean, think about it. Look around you. Everybody that we've, we are surrounded with is dealing with their share of grief right now. I can't tell you how many families that I know are, are decimated right now because of COVID. I mean, I, I, I'm constantly talking to people who are quarantined and who were sick or who were in the hospital or who, who have family members who are in ICU. Like we all know somebody. Like at the beginning of this pandemic, I know what we would say. Oh, I don't even know anybody that has it. That's not the case now, right? Everywhere we look, we see people who were dealing with the effects of this pandemic and it's decimating to them. And even if it's not a physical issue that they're dealing with is certainly an emotional issue. One of the biggest effects that no one seems to be talking about right now that COVID-19 has had on our world, it's decimating marriages. I can't tell you how many people that I see 
are in the fight of their life right now. And it's their marriage. It's what's happening in their home. And, and it's because COVID has put such a strain on so many different families and relationships. And maybe as a result of that, you're dealing with your own pain and you're dealing with your own, your own grief. Um, not even to mention all the stuff that's happening in our world right now. I mean, our, our nation is more divided than it's ever been. Uh, I've been off social media the last several days as a part of our fast for the beginning of the year and don't watch a lot of news. And, and my daughter called me one day and said, Dad, what do you think about what's happening at the Capitol right now? I had no idea what she was talking about. I turned on the news. It looked like I was watching a scene from a bad movie. Like, what in the world? What are we doing? This is ridiculous. And, and somehow we're supposed to make sense out of all of this stuff. Um, let, me just, let me just tell you, sin is rampant in our world. And, and it's kicking our behinds right now. And more than ever before, we need to be on our faces crying out to God. Because He is, he is our strength. And He is the answer to every problem that we face. There's just a few things that I just want to share with you today because I, I fear, I fear that many of you may feel hopeless. And if you know me, I am a hope filled person. Like for me, it is about faith and it is about hope and it is about belief and it is about promise. Like I want to hold on to all of those things. But for so many of us, we are so inundated by everything that we see happening in our world, in our family, in our lives, maybe on your business, maybe you look at your finances. And, and it's so easy to be so overwhelmed by all of those realities. Maybe you feel hopeless. Maybe you feel like hope is just something that you're having a difficult time just like holding on to right now. And that's a scary thing when you lose hope. And so I just want to give you a couple of things that, that God's reminding me of and that I'm having to remind myself of and that people in my life that I love and trust who are really speaking life into me right now are helping me to remember. And, and, and here's the first thing. He is a God who can always be trusted. Now, if you've heard me preach very much, you know that's my phrase, right? You can trust God because He is a God who can always be trusted. I remember just a few days ago, my dad, um, who was my hero and who I just love more than I can ever describe, um, was, was, was ministering to his son. And he asked me about my spiritual struggle. And I actually said to my dad just a few days ago, I said, Dad, you, you listen to every message I preach and you know that I say every time I preach, you can trust God because he's a God who can always be trusted. But in a very honest moment, I told my dad, I said, I'll continue to say that. But I'm not sure that I'll believe it the way that I once did. Because I feel like God let me down. I feel like I did everything that I know to do, asking God for healing on this side of heaven for my wife. And the fact that God didn't respond the way that I wanted him to and the way that many of you wanted him to, um, it's taken a hit on our theology. It's taken a hit on, on, on maybe our faith in some ways. And, 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 and so I really kind of question that statement. Trust God because he's a God who can always be trusted. But 
but was he trustworthy in this situation? And in that moment with my dad, I was struggling to see how God was trustworthy in this situation. I told my daughter just this week, we were walking around the neighborhood and, and having a really good, honest conversation. And I said, baby, if we could just see mom right now in heaven, like if she had the ability to, like, to communicate with us right now, I believe more than ever before, my wife, Marianne, who's rejoicing around the throne of God, would be jumping up and down, trying her best to shake us back to reality, to remind us more than ever before he's a God who can be trusted. Just because he doesn't do something the way that we want him to, doesn't negate the reality that he is a God who can be trusted. I don't know that I'll ever understand on this side of heaven why he didn't heal Marianne the way that I wanted him to. But I do believe that she received her ultimate healing. I do believe that she's experiencing no more pain, no more sadness, no more cancer, no more treatment, none of those things. And she's experiencing the reality that we can only dream of. So yes, I do still trust God even though it doesn't turn out the way that I want it to. Days before Marianne passed away, I stood before you and I talked about how to deal with difficult circumstances. Do you remember that message? And we talked about three things. We're gonna, we're gonna ask that he does. We're gonna believe that he can. But do you remember what the third one was? We're gonna trust him regardless of the outcome. It's easy to say it when you're not going through anything. But for the first in my lot, time in my life, I'm like really having to, am I trusting God when it doesn't turn out the way that I want it to? And this is where faith is built, right? This is where character is forged. This is what James talked about when he said, consider it joy when you face trials of many kinds because it's through those things that he's perfecting your faith. So all those things that you're struggling with, those things that you're anxious by, those things that we're overwhelmed by, and we don't understand why God's not bowing to our will and doing what we want Him to do, consider it joy when we face those trials because it's through those things that our faith is being made complete and our character is being forged. And I know it's not easy. It's the hardest thing we've ever done. But I believe in the end it's going to be so worth it. So trust God because he's a God who can always be trusted. The second thing that I, I want to remind you is people are not your enemy and they are also not your answer. Like right now, I, I see so many people like just lashing out at people because they don't have the same view as them or they're not responding the way that they want them to. People are not your enemy. You know, the Bible says that we don't wage war against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness. Sin is running rampant in our world and the enemy is raising his head like he's never done in my lifetime. And as a result, we shouldn't be lashing out at one another. We should be on our knees engaging in this spiritual warfare. People are not your enemy. But here's the other thing. People are also not your answer. And so if you somehow think your political sports team is going to somehow like save the day, it's not going to happen. 
If you think there's some person that needs to be in leadership so that somehow our nation can be... We don't wage war against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness. So people are not your enemy, but they're also not the answer. I mean, 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who were called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. You want to you know how to respond to everything that you see happening on the news and your social media feed? First of all, get off social media and turn off the news. But if you want to, to know how to respond to that, go back to the Bible. Stop allowing some political sports team or some group of people to dictate how you should view the world and how you should treat other people. Let's get back to the Bible and let's see what Jesus has to say about everything that's happening in our lives and our world today. And let's do that. In fact, they gathered around Jesus and they pushed him and they said, what's the greatest commandment? There's all of these laws and there's all these commandments. There's all this instruction. What's the most important thing? Jesus said, that's easy. Love God, love other people. It's that simple. If you want to know how to respond to everything that you've seen on the news and in your newsfeed this week, there it is. Just keep loving God. Keep trusting Him, keep loving Him, keep applying His Word to every situation you face and love people. Love them even more than you love yourself. And if we will get those two things right, it'll be all right. So let's love God and let's love other people. And then here's a third and final thing. Remember God's promises. I sat with a friend this week who allowed me to be very honest about where we are as a family and, and some of the struggles that I'm facing and a lot of the questions that I'm asking and a lot of the things that I'm battling through in my mind and my emotions, just like you. And he gave me some great advice. And this is what he said. He said, Anthony, I would encourage you to sit down with your kids over dinner and every one of you speak three promises that you can remember that God has spoken over your life through His Word. That's great advice. And I would encourage you to do that over any problem that you're facing right now. If your family's going through a struggle, sit down together. Sit around your, your table. Sit, have a family meal. And let's just like speak God's promises from His Word over one another. If you're feeling hopeless, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling lonely or you're feeling overwhelmed or afraid, instead of just wallowing in those emotions and those feelings, instead speak life over your situation and speak God's promises over your situation. And I found myself in that conversation with him just really down. But he said three things. He spoke three promises over me. And that when he spoke it, I just felt something rise within my heart. And it's probably the only reason I'm standing before you today is that I heard those three promises. And here's what my friend said to me. He said, here's the first promise, Anthony. Your wife is doing so good. Like she's doing so much better than any of us are. She's experienced her ultimate healing. That's the first promise. Here's the second promise. You are going to get to see her again very soon. 
life is but a vapor here today and gone tomorrow. I know we think that life feels like it's such a long time. It's not. Man, our church this month, we celebrate 14 years. It, it is, it, it's like it's gone overnight, right? My wife and I, we, we almost celebrated 23 years of marriage. And I look back over 23 years and it went so fast. My daughter is in her last year of college. My son in his last year of high school. Like it just seems like yesterday they were babies in my arms. It goes so fast. So he said, you're going to see her again very soon. And, and here's the third thing. And he said, and this time it's going to be for eternity. Never to be separated again. She's doing great. You're going to see her again. And you're going to be together forever. And when he spoke those words together forever over me, like I just felt faith and hope rise within my heart. Why? Because when we speak God's promises over our situation, his promises trump everything that you face. So let me just speak some promises over your life today. If you feel weak, here's three promises for you. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. If you feel weak, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. If you feel weak, those who hope in the Lord, he will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. If you feel afraid today, let me speak three promises over your life. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. If you feel fear, this is what God says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Here's the third promise. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. If you feel alone, let me speak some promises over you. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Here's a second promise. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. There it is again. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And here's the last promise if you feel alone. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Maybe you feel anxiety Maybe you feel panic in your life today. Three promises for you. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways submit to Him and He will make your path straight. And then here's one of my favorites. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds as you walk in Christ Jesus. 
And just a few moments ago before we started uh, preparing to speak to you today, uh, we have a staff text thread and I'm so proud of our staff. Our team at North Park Church has led you so well during some very difficult moments this year. I'm so proud of them. We've got a little text thread where we share <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Uh, I got a text from someone in that text thread and I asked permission to share this because it's pretty powerful. It's a great way to kind of end this thought today. And the thought is, what is certain today? There's so much in our life that's uncertain, but what is certain? Like, what are things that you can count on? I know there's a lot of things in your life you don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what the rest of the day holds. Things are so uncertain right now. So what is it that you can be certain of? Well, let me give you 10. These are great. Here's the first one. He is with you always. Here's the second thing. He will guide you down paths that please him. He will protect you from harm. He will cover all that you lack. He will be the strength in your weakness. You can count on the fact today. He will provide what you need. He will prepare you for what's next. He has good and sure plans for you. I love this. He will complete what he starts. And finally, he is God and you are his child. He loves you and he is a God who can always be trusted. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Um, I thank you that we are a part of a church where it's evident today Nobody's perfect, but everybody's accepted and is being transformed by the Spirit of God. And I thank you that in the middle of our own pain, God, that you're transforming us by the Spirit of God. I thank you that every person who's dealing with their own grief and their own struggle today, that you are right there in the middle of it all. And Lord, my biggest prayer today is that if there's someone who's walking through something and they don't have this relationship with you, if they're truly walking through this and they don't have that assurance that you are their savior, God, my biggest prayer is that they would make that decision to say yes to you, to stop trying to do it on their own because they don't have to. Because Lord, the reality is without you, there is no hope. It is hopeless. But Lord, I'm so thankful that that doesn't have to be their reality. But Lord, you said that if we confess our sins, that you're faithful and just and you'll forgive us of sin and cleanse us from unrighteousness. And so I pray right now in this moment that they would just pray the simple prayer that says, Lord Jesus, I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. I confess that I'm a sinner and that I need your grace. And I ask you to wash me, cleanse me, Set me free and give me strength to live my life for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. Again, if this is your first experience, we'd love to hear from you. Why don't you go over to NorthParkRDU.com and hit that digital connect card. We would love to connect with you and help you get plugged in 
to all of the great things that are happening at North Park Church, especially if you prayed that prayer today and made a decision to follow Jesus. We have some great information that we want to put in your hands as you take these important first steps as a follower of Jesus. Also, if you have a special prayer request, we would love for you to hit that prayer request button on our website. We commit to you that we will join with you and pray about anything going on in your life Bold prayers honor God and God honors those bold prayers. And finally, if you would like to invest in the mission to build lifelong followers of Jesus, all you need to do is hit that online giving button at northparkrdu.com and you can just invest in what we're doing in our city, state, and world. Um, what's important for you to remember is when you do that, you're not giving to North Park Church. You're giving through North Park Church as we make a difference in the lives of people around the world. We love you and we're so grateful to be on this journey with you. We'll see you very soon.